I guess it just shows how much time we all spend involved in tech and tech security these days. There's everything from trying to protect your computer from viruses to data breaches. And then the federal government is working hard to try to come up with laws that are probably sometimes five and ten years too late because government moves slowly and are often because some of the people advising them have agendas or some of the people advising them don't really know what they're up to. Often these pieces of legislation can be flawed. So uh, to take a look at a couple of big cyber stories this morning, Ritesh Kotak, cybersecurity expert, is here. It's good to have you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So let's start with this new report out that found cybersecurity incidents affected 18% of businesses in Canada last year. So what form did this uh, did this you know threat take? Well, it could be several forms. So it could have been everything from email hacks to ransomware attacks. But again, I've been on the show before, kind of talking about these types of statistics. You know, eighteen percent of Canadian small business or Canadian businesses. Those are eighteen percent of Canadian businesses that a were aware that they've been breached and b actually reported the breach to some sort of entity. We know that the uh, the reporting of these types of breaches is 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 low, um, and it's mainly due to the fact that. A, they don't know that they have to report it, and B, there's still kind of like the stigma attached to it. So I actually think that the number is a lot higher. I think more businesses have been um, have been impacted, and that kind of shows with the increase um, in cybersecurity prevention measure spendings uh, that have been implemented by these businesses, which is about ten billion dollars, according to this stats uh, statscan report. Yeah, I'd agree with you, Ritesh, that it's probably way underreported because if you're a small business person, it didn't even occur to you to report it. And major corporations probably don't want to talk about it because they don't want to make themselves look like they've been vulnerable. You're, you're right, John. And here's the thing. There's also no requirement to report this unless it meets a threshold. And the threshold is called ROSH, risk of significant harm. So if privately identifiable information was um, was leaked and it could have a significant impact on an individual, then yes, you got to report. You got to report to the Office of the Privacy Commissioner if you're a health re- uh, related, uh, uh, if it's a health related incident to the Information Privacy Commissioner, which is a provincial entity. Um, but if it doesn't meet that threshold, then you don't have to report it. And these numbers are not uh, uh, kind of reflect that. Okay, which brings me nicely to, I think it's called Bill C-26, which is the federal cybersecurity law. And there was some testimony offered by some people from the University of Toronto that it is fatally flawed and the Liberals are going to have to retool it. What's the legislation about and what's it designed to do and what's wrong with it? So Bill C-26 essentially is uh, dealing with federally regulated uh, organizations. So, uh, you know, telecommunications to be uh, as an as an example, so it doesn't actually regulate everyday um, everyday companies, but there is a caveat, and the caveat is it's going to make um, if you want to deal with federally regulated entities, you might need a cybersecurity program. It might be audited. There's that component of it, but the report coming out of the Citizen Lab, which is a, a group affiliated with the Monk School, is that this actually is not sufficient, creates um, a level of, of secrecy. Uh, there's not enough uh, allocation of funds. We don't know about costs. And I, and I do agree with them, especially when it comes to cost of compliance. If you're a small business and all of a sudden you got to adhere to these stringent cybersecurity rules because you want to deal with a federally regulated industry, we're going to need funds. We're going to have to cost that stuff out. These audits are going to cost money and there's 
literally no mention of that while putting this whole burden on um, on uh, in, on organizations. And I think that is a huge concern for a lot of people. One last cybersecurity story, and that would be that uh, MPs, and I imagine pretty well everybody on Parliament Hill, uh, they've been told to change their passwords because there's been some sort of a breach. What went wrong? Yeah, this is an incredible story. And um, I don't know what went wrong because they haven't told us what went wrong. So all I can do is assume based on the information that's been provided. Kind of what I'm thinking here is because they're telling everyone to change their email, uh, their their password to their uh, email address, I think uh, there may have been an individual that had escalated or admin privileges on their exchange server. So that's kind of the stuff that handles your usernames and passwords. Um, and they could have done a bunch of things. They could have dealt, uh, changed around the security. They could have done auto forward. They could have locked people out. Who knows? We don't know what uh, what really happened here. So I think they're taking this preventative measure to say, hey, change your uh, change your passwords to your to your email. But I think this brings up a broader issue on on just what I call cyber hygiene and and building in these practices. It's kind of cybersecurity needs to be ingrained into the culture. It shouldn't be, oh my god, it's a I got to change my password. It shouldn't be a checkbox exercise, but something that's continuous and woven right into the fabric of our country. Until then, we're going to keep seeing incidents like this. Ritesh, thank you. It's always good to have you. Thank you so much for having me.